Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I'm so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Alan Dubon and Black Label CXO for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Alan and the team at Black Label CXO do an amazing job of helping businesses all over the world achieve their dreams of having a more organized and more successful business. From creating websites to helping you with your social media to CRMs, Alan and his team have so many different amazing ideas to help you become a more successful realtor. I'm very thankful for them and how they've been a part of helping my business grow and very thankful for their support and sponsorship of this episode. So let's get into today's podcast episode. On today's episode, we are continuing my series where I share my story basically through my career from my W-2 life all the way to building a successful real estate business where I'm at now. As discussed on the first episode in part one, like I said, then a lot of you in my year of doing podcasting have reached out and said, so what's your story? Like you talk about being out of the W-2 world and how you would never go back, but we didn't really know your story. So thanks for asking. And I figured, hey, let's kind of go through March here and just share my story. And so on the first episode, we kind of talked about leaving the W-2 and February 26, 2019, the day I lost my last W-2 job. And we also talked about, you know, my W-2 life up until there and the success, but most failure I've had in W-2 jobs because I'm just not a great W-2 employee. I'm a dreamer, I'm a visionary, and so that doesn't really align with many W-2 jobs. And so, you know, we talked about how I lost that job on February 26th of 2019. And so that was episode one. And then on the last episode, part two, we talked more about the mental breakdown and the emotional journey I went on after that. And so today... I'm going to talk about how I went from there to real estate and getting my real estate license. So I still remember a conversation that I had with my buddy Andrew, and Andrew now is my team leader, but at the time he didn't have a team. You know, you know where this is going, but I remember calling him at some point. You know, we had been affiliated on the regional development team for a Christian nonprofit in the area. And I remember calling him at some point and I said, so tell me about real estate, how it's going. And he was like, tell me about the bank. (laughs) And I said, yeah, well, you know, that's why I wanted to talk to you and kind of told him how I lost my job and what happened and just kind of talked about it. And, you know, I just asked him about real estate because I, again, always been interested in sales, relationships, thought I wanted to be a relationship manager in the banking world or mortgage lender or something like that. And so real estate was something that had always interested me, but I never really thought it was an option. But, you know, he told me the good, bad, and ugly, what he loves, what he doesn't, et cetera, about real estate. And so when we talked, we just kind of had a conversation about it. As part of, you know, the nonprofit we were involved in, he had seen my gifts with people, relationships, things like that, and sales. You know, in terms of sales, we were fundraising for the organization. And so we were, you know, quote unquote, like selling the organization to people on um, why they should support what we were doing. So he had seen those gifts. And so as we talked, about it, he kind of thought, hey, this might actually be an opportunity. You know, I thought at the time, and I'll share more about this, I thought I would get another W-2 job. I didn't see, I didn't have the wisdom at the time to say, no, you idiot, you're not a good W-2 employee, like go do something else. But that's how I grew up. I always just thought, oh, you always have a W-2 job. That's kind of what you do. But that's kind of the first part of where this all came from. I had a conversation with him about real estate and I was like, hmm, you know, this could be something that I'd love to do, you know, down the road. Maybe I look at getting licensed over the next few months or years and then do it long term, but get another W-2 job in the meantime. 
So I was kind of in this lull, basically from February when I lost my job to June for you know four months there. I had tons of interviews, tons of applications out there because again, I was trying to get a W-2 job. I met with many banks in the area. <laughs> Literally, if there's a bank in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I talked to them. I talked to my old bank about a job. They brought me in for several interviews and were going to hire me, but then went with other candidates at the last minute for a couple of positions, interviewed with some big banks in the area. <laughs> I did almost everything I could trying to get a W-2 job. Literally was grinding and grinding, hitting the pavement, applying for jobs all the time. I probably had, geez, five to 10 interviews a week. It was definitely like one every day. And it's kind of funny, again, the timing. Two years later, there's a billion jobs out there and they can't hire people and pay them enough money. But when I was doing this, you know, that February, it just was not the case. That's not how the market was. And so it was just, you know, a lull and trying to survive, but not being able to get a job. It kind of felt hopeless and concerned that we would lose our house, concerned that we would not survive. My wife was still working. She was working at the company that had just fired me. She was due in September with a baby. And so I kind of felt a lot of pressure. Like, what are we going to do? There were definitely a lot of stressors. There was a lot of negativity. Oh, man, guys, the negative comments I got about not being able to provide and things like that, they were amazing and hilarious. Actually, they were rude and obnoxious, but now they are amazing and hilarious because I still remember the haters and the doubters. They motivate me so much still today. They do. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I appreciate you guys because everything you've ever said about me has been wrong and I love it. Can you tell I like proving people wrong? Hmm, maybe that's why I'm not a good W2 employee. But seriously, that's, I appreciate the doubters because it definitely motivates me. But basically, I went three months applying for jobs, going to interviews, going to coffee meetings with people I was connected to on LinkedIn. And then, you know, June came along and so February from June at that point, that was the lull. And, you know, in June, me and my wife kind of processed it and kind of felt like God had something different for me or better. I, I didn't know what the plan was, but we had to trust it. It wasn't working getting a W-2 job. And so, you know, we looked up the real estate classes and said, well, you know, let's sign up for the classes. You know, there were some starting in June. And we said, hey, well, why don't you sign up for them? Start doing the classes and just try to continue applying for jobs in the meantime because you can always, you know, do the classes and then take get your real estate license in a few years. And so that's what we decided to do. So basically the classes I believe started end of June and you know there was one month of one class and then July to August another month of another class. You know, so I'd signed up for the classes and did them and I think there was a point in July where me and my wife talked about it and we kind of felt like hey you had some interviews, they didn't work out, you didn't get the job for one reason or another. And so I remember having one final interview scheduled. And we both felt and decided that, you know, we felt like this was the last job interview I was going to take. And that if God wanted me to, you know, get another job, I would do it. But we also knew that I'd be finishing the real estate classes in early August. And so it was kind of like, well, if you're going to finish the classes, you might as well, you know, take the test and get licensed. So that was the final interview that I took. It, I remember it and I really thought I was going to get this job, guys. I really did. They basically said that I was going to get the job and then an internal candidate with this huge bank in the area came in at the last second and they gave the job to them. And so basically we had kind of felt like, all right, that's the end of applying for jobs. <laughs> I don't know why it took us so long, but that was a lesson and we learned from it. 
And so I then just finished the classes, studied for the exam, ended up taking the state and national exams to be a realtor and eventually passed them. And one of the interesting things is during some of my conversations with Andy at that point, he kind of had said like, hey, look, real estate's one of those things that if you want to be successful, you've got to put effort in, you've got to be all in on this. And so, you know, he said, it's hard to be a part-time realtor. Sound familiar, right? Like this is the stuff I now talk about on the podcast. And some of this was learned in the summer of 2019. So he kind of encouraged me like, hey, if you're going to do this, do it full time and, you know, do anything you can to make money now. And man, guys, it's funny now as we're debt free and grinding to pay off the house early, but it's so funny. Well, kind of sad because it brings back horror stories, but funny and, you know, just interesting to see how God provided for us. I literally was doing anything to make a dime. I was Ubering. I was door dashing. I was working for Lyft. Like I would have these stupid stickers on my car to say I worked for Lyft and DoorDash and Uber. Oh my goodness, I would not go back to that. I would have to be really, really desperate to go back to that. But I was just doing anything I could to provide for our family. My family needed me to provide. My wife and son on the way, they needed me to provide. And so even if it meant that I had to go out and Lyft and Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that to survive, to provide for her and our son, I was going to do it. And so that's basically what happened. Thankfully, and sometimes I wonder how, you know, looking back, but thankfully we did survive. We were able to keep the house. We were able to pay our bills and God really provided for us and took care of us during that time. It was definitely a lot. But I think one of the cool things that I took away from this season in the craziness, in the scariness, in the anxiety that came with not working, not having a job, applying for jobs, not getting them, then feeling like God wanted me to do real estate was just, first of all, like trusting God to provide for us and just hustling and grinding, right? Real estate now is a hustle and a grind sometimes, and it's a lot of work. Well, part of the success I've had now, the foundation of that was built in this season of, oh my goodness, how am I going to survive? Once I finally got my real estate license, and we'll get into that on the next episode, but once I finally got into it and decided, okay, we're going to try real estate, you know, et cetera, I went all in. And I still continued once I got licensed to like do Uber Eats, Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub. I did some of that, but I was also talking about real estate. And we'll talk more about that on our next episode. But that's kind of, you know, the lull. And that kind of tells you a little bit about the season I was in from once I lost my job. How did I end up deciding, hey, real estate's for me? It obviously fits my gifts. And I'm certainly glad at the time I didn't know. But yeah, so that's part two of the story, talking about the lull from kind of that like February to June when I officially decided to do the classes, did real estate, and then that kind of takes us to August when I you know, got licensed. And so I'll talk more about that on the next episode, talk more about me getting licensed, which happened right before our son was born, and, and we'll talk more about that on the next episode. So thanks so much for listening and just being a part of this episode and, and listening to my story, and I look forward to seeing you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.